What's up, y'all? This is Shelby with Stories with Shelby on another episode where we bring on a special guest to share a story from his or her life because you know what? Life is way too short to live through a great experience and not come back and share those takeaways with the rest of us. I have Jesse here with me. Jesse, would you say hey to our listeners? Hello, everyone. Jesse, thanks for being here. So Jesse and I met, like uh, many other of my guests, on the uh, stomping grounds of Lancaster Bible College. And we have a a couple things LBC related in common there. Um, I guess I would say number one being uh, our degree of choice, the uh, communications field, of course. Always and forever shouting out that program. And then also our love for a little place on campus called the Writing Center. So that's how I know Jesse. So I am jazzed to have him on. I will share... One fun fact. Um, he is a newlywed. Woohoo! Jesse, tell us about your lovely wife and your now marriage. Yeah, so I got married to um, someone who was also in the comms department at Lancaster Bible College. We worked on the student newspaper together. We were good friends. We were in a lot of classes together. Our professor and the head of the department said we were the two most non-LPC <laughs> students. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of a, a parallel story to the story that I'm going to tell tonight. But we kind of mm-hmm. got together my last year of college and then through a whirlwind of her going overseas for a semester and then me going to grad school. We just got married uh, in August. So nice. we had a covered wedding with like 10 other people. And it was... <laughs> crazy, but it was great. Very excited for you both. So before we start in Stories with Shelby Fashion, so your question, I'm going to ask you if you could have any magical power, let's say, uh, what what power would you choose and, and why? Uh, because I'm a writer, I'm going to say a lot, and so I'm going to kind of cheat and give you a funny <laughs> real one. So okay. the speed reading, pick a book up and flip through it and be like, oh yeah, I got the, everything that I need to know out of that book. Okay, I love it. And then the one that's a little less fun but that I've just been thinking and kind of like, oh, this is a place in my life. It's not quite magical, but it's actually more doable, is I wish that I had the ability to up my emotional quotient by like 150 points. The emotional quotient is like the emotional ability of that. And so my ability to interact with people, to know how to have good conversations with others better, because my wife is so amazing at this. And so I'm just like, I wish I could just get to her level or just like study under her for many, many years, which I guess kind of what marriage is. So that would be my my more realistic thing of I just wish I had much better emotional quotient. So the story that I want to share tonight is how I went from a homeschooled kid who was like super shy and really emotionally awkward and socially awkward and all that sort of thing and went to as my senior project at Lancaster Bible College, I performed a one hour memorized comedy special. Got really weird and personal and dark and it was a it's a whole trip. So setting the stage for this I graduated in December, so my senior year was actually the same as a calendar year. So the beginning of my senior year would have been January of 2018. And it was just like a really hard year for me emotionally because I was really kind of getting into the, okay, who am I? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Trying to figure all that stuff out because I'm like, I'm almost graduating. What do I want to do for a job? What do I want to do later? Like, who am I as a person? All that sort of thing. So the spring was just really hard. Plus, I was just taking a lot of classes. I was editor of the student newspaper. I was still working mm-hmm. writing center. So there was just a lot going on. And I was trying to deal with all of these things. And I found myself very capable of talking to other people and saying, oh, the thing that you are saying doesn't make any sense or the thing that you Mm. believe doesn't make any sense. I found myself doing a lot of deconstructing a lot of things, Mm. um, Mm -hmm. but I never really 
found myself reconstructing and I was at a place in my life where I need to start doing that, putting the pieces together of, okay, where am I going with my life? And so over the summer, I got an internship at a small town newspaper back where my parents lived. And I was like, oh, maybe this is what I want to do. I can kind of get my foot in the door, have some experience with this and got into the job and was just absolutely terrified. Part of working at a newspaper is you interact with people all the time. You go and ask them questions. I'm just not cut out for that. I actually went the first day of the job when I was driving to the newspaper, created this little song in the back of my head that was like, what's the worst that can happen? And then was just like going through all of these insane like scenarios. What's the worst that could happen? Well, all the people that I talked to could hate me or like lose all my hair or just all these ridiculous Mm -hmm. things. And basically I kind of boiled that down to where I'm like, well, what's the worst that could happen? The likely things that are worst that could happen are not all that bad. So that kind of just was a flag for me where I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, what is the worst that could happen? Well, even if the worst thing that could happen, I'm still going to like be alive. And so I spent the time at the newspaper really did not like it, uh, just had a really hard time. And it wasn't from the newspaper, like the people there were great, just my personality was not cut out for it. Though the funny thing was, eventually that song that I kind of came up with in my head became a part of the comedy mm-hmm. special that I'll get to later. One of the things that I did at the newspaper was I had to call about 70 people over like the course of two Ooh. weeks. So I was just on the phone, on the phone, on the phone, on the phone. And one of the lines in the song ends up being, what's the worst that could happen? I could end up old and alone. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> answer the phone. That was just a callback to that. And so after that, working there over the summer, I was like, okay, so if I don't want to be a newspaper reporter, what do I actually want to do with my life? And I decided, oh, I might want to, yes, I could write. Yes, I could do all of these things. I have all of these skills, but I'm really mm-hmm. interested in like helping people. And I want to teach. I started serving as a teacher's assistant that fall semester. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting, but I just really struggle with being a public speaker. That's just not my nature. And I was like, okay, I have the senior project I need to do. I could do something really simple. I could write a book. But I was like, if I want to be a teacher, it was kind of like a dovetail of me saying, okay, a lot of comedy deconstructs. A lot of comedy is like uh, looking at all these things and saying, oh, isn't it funny that we do this? Isn't that ridiculous? So I kind of took that element and was like, what if instead of comedy deconstructing, what if I could use comedy to reconstruct? I say, okay, what is actually a way that I can bring hope or bring joy or bring life rather than just like Mm -hmm. laughing at dumb things? And so that was kind of an idea. And then that paired with public speaking was something that I was scared of, but it was also like, oh, this is something that what's the worst that could happen? Like the worst, I kind of have control over like who's going to be there. I have control over what happens to it afterwards. So it's like, mm. what's the worst that could happen? At the very worst, I'll bomb, it'll go awfully, and then I'll just never post it online. I'll just yeah. move on with it. So that was kind of there. And then also it would just be beneficial for me to be better at public speaking. So it kind of just, there were a lot of things that came together. And so as I was really working on this, I was really thinking, okay, what do I want to do? Because I had some of these songs that I had created a couple years before of me making fun of the fact that there's this thing in the Bible called everybody gets married there or everybody ends up married by the spring of their senior semester. And so I had some jokes and some songs of, oh, I can put that in there. And that's kind of a deconstructing element. And then I realized, Mm -hmm. oh, if I can deconstruct that, well, then maybe what are other things that I can have kind of deconstructed about my life that I can say, oh, this is something that I'm holding up in my life, give my life meaning. So I looked at, oh, what do I hold to to say, oh, this is why I am here. And I looked at grades and I'm like, Mm. oh, I get grades. But it's like, okay, so you graduate, what good are grades to you then? Sure, you have a 4.0 or a 3.9 or whatever. 
but it's like who cares all that much after you've graduated yeah. for like four or five years so I kind of deconstructed that and then I kind of deconstructed finding your meaning in a significant other it was just really interesting of just looking at all of those things and saying okay so I've deconstructed a bunch of stuff I kind of make fun of a bunch of stuff but where do I kind <laughs> of bring that hope bring that joy and I think that went back to what is the worst that could happen be crazy be wild be ridiculous what is the worst that could happen well I could end up old and alone like I don't embrace with community. I don't embrace with the people around me, regardless of like whether I get married or not. And that is kind of what it's playing off where people are like, oh, I'm going to end up old and alone. But even if you do get married, but then you don't have any other friends and cut yourself off from community, that's an incredibly hard thing. If you like, if none of your friends like you, like it just gets very, mm -hmm. very, it's like, what can I strip everything away to say, if this falls mm -hmm. away, what still exists? What is the absolute worst that could happen? I kind of got to the end and I was like, well, even if the worst happens, even if I fail at everything, even if the people around me fail at everything, I am still loved by God. And that was the thing where I was like, that is not based on anything that I do. That is not based mm -hmm. on anything that other people do. That is based on who God is. And I was like, that is like when you boil everything down to what is the worst that could happen, even in the midst of that, mm -hmm. I am still loved by God. That was kind of the thing where I'm like, okay, I don't know how to reconstruct everything. The, the silly thing was me thinking back then that I'm like, oh, I need to figure out where I'm going with my life. I've been graduated two years, still trying to figure. And that's the thing where it's like, I'm still trying to figure all this stuff out. I'm trying to, still trying to figure out like who I am or whatever that even means. But at the basis thing, it's like, what is the worst that could happen? Because I am loved by God. It, it was interesting as I was thinking back on this story, I was like, oh, I kind of need to remember that now. I graduated grad school. I'm just recently married. Okay, where do I go from here? And I'm like scared of, oh, how do I, like, should I apply for this job? Or should I try to do mm. this thing over here? Or should I try to do this thing over here? And I'm like, what I am now, it's not great, but it's safe. Okay, but what's the worst that could happen? That's the thinking back on this story, I think that's kind of the thing that I kind of got the most out of it. It was mm -hmm. this thing that I was not comfortable with, that I kind of wanted to do, would put myself out there. And if it fails, it fails, but maybe it could go well. It was interesting then after the comedy special, just a lot of people came up to me and were like, wow, that would took a lot mm -hmm. of guts. Like that was really brave. Like that was really cool. That was really interesting. And they're like, that helps me understand people who are different than me or that maybe like struggle with these big questions or like don't know where to find meaning. And I was like, oh, that was not my point. But like, it was fascinating and wonderful to see people impacted by something that I was kind of doing more for myself. And hopefully they also can see that like, yeah, there is hope, there is love, um, they are loved. Mm -hmm. And so these crazy things or these simple things, like, let me do that, because what's the worst that could happen? I think we often get wrapped up in this concept of, I am a teacher, I am a student. I am a wife, I am a husband, I am a writer, I am a father, a mother, you know, so on and so forth. We get so wrapped up in the titles and, and this is not a new concept. I mean, gosh, I think this existed when we were kids because when we're kids, you know, we go around saying, I am a superhero or, you know, I am bigger than you, I am taller than you, I am smarter than you. Like we, we label ourselves um, all the time and I kind of hate it. Like, it was fun when we were kids, like, you know, I'm, I'm the uh, smartest kid in the class, or the fastest kid in the class, or, you know, the kid with the highest grade, like, like, it was fun when we were little, but it's not so much fun when we're adults, uh, when we kind of mature a little bit and figure this thing out. But I love that what you pointed out with your whole 
process and with your comedy special is that like you gotta stop looking at these labels because it's not what you are it's who you are and I think we forget that all the time and it's so easy to get caught up in this I don't know like wild goose chase of life it seems like we just we go from one adventure to the next you know it's it's your stereotypical timeline of life if you will like you you go through grade school maybe you go to college if that's the path you're on and then maybe you go to some more college to grad school and then and then maybe you get your first job and then maybe somewhere in there you get married and then maybe a year or two in there you have kids and then maybe a year or two in there you have a few more kids and then when you're done having kids and it's like well you know I can't wait till the kids grow up and move out and then oh well I can't wait until I have grandkids and then it's like okay, well, you know, why did you rush your whole dang life away? Like, why? I don't, I don't know why we're so obsessed with labels and finish lines. Like, honestly, if you think about it, okay, my next, my next checkpoint is graduation. My next checkpoint is marriage, like so on and so forth. And, and, and when I get there, I get a cool title. Now I'm a wife. And I have a fancy ring to show for it. Like, these are cool things. Don't get me wrong. I love saying this is my husband. I love it. But that's not the identity. I mean, at the end of the day, you said it so well, like, what if all those things are stripped from me? What do I have left? And, and the reality is we should be okay with what's left because that's all we need to sustain us. I mean, all, all this extra stuff is a blessing and it's, it's, you know, extra it's added, it's above and beyond and it's wonderful. But, um, I just, man, I just, I just love the way that you said that and compared that. That was really cool, man. So where I'm at right now is basically I'm in somewhat a similar place where I kind of am, basically I'm kind of boiling back to that same point of remembering kind of like, okay, this thing that I thought was scary before of a comedy special now is not scary to me because I've done it, but it's like, okay, this thing, uh, what is this new thing that is scary to me? Is it applying for a job? Is it starting a new job? Whatever it might be, it's like, okay, what is the worst that could happen? And then just go mm-hmm. ahead and do it because even if that worst thing happens, I am still up. So good. Well, hey, I love that you are still applying that. And uh, I hope that reminiscing on this story can be encouraging, uh, not just to, to listeners, but also to you with where you're at now. Thank you, Jesse, for, for sharing and uh, just being open and, and vulnerable about what was going on in your life in that season, because I have no doubt that other people can relate to it. And uh, other people just don't necessarily have the courage to verbalize it. So thanks for doing that. Appreciate it. Well, for our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and for sitting down to have a conversation with Jesse and I. As always, we will uh, shoot up a blog post um, over on the website about our uh, experience here today and Jesse's story. And uh, most importantly, if you have a story that you want to share, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, you can uh, find us on the web at www.storieswithshelby.com uh, or you can uh, also find us on social media and you can shoot us a message there. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, we will see y'all at the next story.